Welcome to the Religiously Offensive Podcast. Feels good getting back at this. Sure does. You know? What did you guys do this weekend? Golf. I also golfed. Two times? Twice? Just once. Not together. You guys are big on golfing. Like, I'm I'm going to be, when we play this week, I'm going to be, like, sucking on my game. I'm going to put in the time. Well, the sad part is, so will I. So <laughs> well, will not. I. So you I We played that song played. this weekend. Anyway. It's a great Great time. jam. It is really good. Yeah, I just did top golf and then the range the next day. I got soaked. But I did get soaked like it rain. Was the rain came down. I didn't Ooh. know if that was like a dude, I got soaked. You know. Toast did. Toast. My toast got soaked. Yeah. <laughs> Soggy toast. It's a golf. It's a Great. golf term. Yeah. Nah, so no, so Justin's I, actually luckily, good at golf. I'm not. We're getting there. I like to I like to just like do it with the boys. Yeah, but like relative to the amount of like time you've really invested in the sport, I'd That's say fair. You've, That's fair. Yeah, you're you're moving along pretty well. I just need to I just want to be that guy where like if I'm like forty years old and I'm still below average, it's gonna hurt. I, I can't accept that. This is funny. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier about Talladega Nights. I was just I love this so much. <laughs> we we need to go back and watch that movie. That movie kills me. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I remember uh, all these stuff. We talked about the baby Jesus thing. <laughs> it's just, I just, one quote, dear tiny Jesus, your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fists. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how good that was. <laughs> yeah. so John C. Riley with that. I mean, they crushed that. Dude, so good. Cal Naughton. Uh, Cal Naughton Jr. What better gift to give your wife than the Jackhawk 9000? <laughs> Available at Walmart. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> I, I could go for days. Oh, it's so good. So good. So um, we can get into it pretty quick here, I guess. Uh, we talk about, you you know, we all talked about uh, today, talking about how uh, sometimes it feels like, uh, especially people who've been going to church for a while, you kind of start to recognize and well, at least are curious about, okay, you know, our worship songs or especially altar calls emotionally manipulating. At least that's one perspective, right? Um, some of us grew up going to church camp, you know, experiencing these altar calls as children, not really knowing what to think about it. You know, just the pastor kind of uh, almost habitually at the end of every service would call people up, you know, who felt some kind of conviction or, you know, based on the message subject or some message subject, um, would, you know, just have some kind of pull to, to come back to God. And that, you know, visual representation of that is coming down front in front of your peers and everything. So, Mm -hmm. Mm um, yeah. So I guess what, um, you know, I guess we could start out with just some of our experiences with that. Um, and I guess how it's made you feel, um, and whether you've always felt like that kind of call is genuine, um, or is it just the church trying to get their numbers kind of thing? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I grew up going to camp, uh, every summer and all that stuff. And, you know, looking back, I mean, I totally understand why they do it, you know, and I think, you know, I think of, uh, kind of like scripture, and where a lot of that probably comes from, you know, you have these verses that talk about how, um, you know, Jesus says, if you deny me before man, I'll deny you before my father in heaven, stuff like that. So Jesus being like our advocate, our attorney, when we stand before the throne, according to scripture, right? So it's, I think there's absolutely value in, um, that action where a lot of churches will avoid the altar call because, um, they, they want people to feel more comfortable or like now it's like a thing where it's like, Hey, if you made a decision, you know, indicate it on your card and drop it in the bucket on your way out. We yeah, we know. do. Sometimes we'll I do a hand, hand raise. Yeah. 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 We don't so, really have people come to the front anymore. However you do go, it. Yeah. So I think uh, the hard part for me is that I know when there's an actual like faith step action, like associated with it, 
I 100% believe that it just sinks a little deeper into the psyche in terms of like when I just sit through a service and I'm like, oh, that was good. That was for me. I'm going to apply it. It was like, okay, maybe it worked. Maybe it didn't. Or maybe I stuck with it. But the moments, I think part of the reason it's valuable on, on some level is because of stepping out in front of everyone. Now it's almost like you're accountable. People saw that and it's like, okay, I decided that this was important enough for me to step out and become vulnerable and, you know, risk, you know, people developing opinions about me, whatever. Sure. But part of the challenge too, then is I know for myself as, as a kid, you just, you just, uh, it was impossible. I think being, being around it so often being the pastor's kid, right. It was, you see it so often and you just, as a child, you just kind of formulate just this uh, perspective in terms of like, you just see religion and church as a game, like anything else, right? Played sports. And it was like, all right. So it's like, how do you win the game? Kind of a thing. It was just like, you knew that it's like, the more you responded to those things, people were just like, Oh, the God's hand is on that little one. It's like, there's this, there's this then weird, you, then you have the kids thing. that would go down every week. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. It was, well, even, it was just their thing. Week. Yeah. And with church camp, it was yeah. interesting because oh, it's that time. Let's I mean, that time. Yeah. It was I get clockwork, to take a bro. nap and someone puts a blanket on me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, church camp was <laughs> clockwork. It was night one salvation. Night right. two was like, well, I mean, there was a Holy spirit night. It was just like, they yeah, had like, their yeah, sequence the speaking in tongues night. Yeah. And I mean, so, uh, you know, it's, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I guess that's one element of it. But to me too, some of that is like, I think there's nothing more refreshing than like when I was uh, in a church service not too long ago and it was like a mother's day service. It was supposed to be super structured. We got to hand out flowers. It was like, man, there was a really beautiful thing happening during the music portion during the worship. And we literally was, were there for an hour and 45 minutes. And there was like an eight minute teaching real quick. And then we left. And I mean, but it was an incredibly impactful and great experience. But part of why I think I enjoyed it so much is because we're just, you know, it's so common in today's church world to be just a slave to the flow into the structure. Like I understand if you have multiple services, I get it. You got to get in and out. But I mean, I, I was involved in churches where it's like, we use like planning center and we had a, a, a church flow and it was like music, 18 minutes. Then we've got three minutes for offering. And then we've got this intro video. Pastor's going to come up. He's well, you know what happens going for 45 minutes and then yeah. the church comes up, the band comes back up. We have five minutes for an altar call. Da-da-da. And it was never, it was never like You're just so scripted. You're just sure. like, we can't let, if God is supposed to be leading this thing and we're what, here for what him, always annoyed me about that, just cut him out of the equation. Sure. But like being, well, being part of the band, I always got annoyed because we were always very strict on what we could do. Mm-hmm. We couldn't go over. We couldn't have these moments, but get then, that like, glare from the pastor. Yeah. But then the pastor could go like 15 minutes over his time <laughs> and be like, okay, it's just like, okay. Cause you're, you know, but I mean, worship's important. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, I would I, argue it's more important. Yeah. So would I, bow, 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 bow. Hey, bow. I'm going to, no, I'm taking a break from those. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things too, where it's like, uh, not to go off tangent too much, but, um, you know, I've, I've, I've listened to several people, you know, I, I know people who go to these kind of liturgical type churches, uh, where, you know, they have the robes, they have the prayers that they recite right. a very specific order, you know, what, in which they do things. And a lot of people like Christians, like look down on that, like, you know, just see it as like, kind of like Pharisee type stuff, right. Where you're just going through the motions. But I also heard someone else talk about it is pretty profound. Um, well, several other people talk about it where it's just like that structure is, is incredible because you know, you're, 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 uh, you're getting these, these prayers basically like kind of teaching you how to pray subconsciously and you just over time, that repetition, this is like, you just learn how to pray and there's theology within those prayers and the, the recite, you know, the things you recite mm-hmm. and all that. And instead of like viewing the robes as something that you put on to elevate yourself above the rest of the congregation, it's more of a, it's, it's a, uh, it's kind of a, a, um, just uh, a refresh of just a baseline. It's like whatever clothes I came in here with, this is me coming back to, you're not looking at my individualism. You're looking at, you know, me just at the base level. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of interesting. Cause I, I never thought about it that way, you know, and, and the, I think there's good with structure, but it's just like, you know, the whole non-denominational or whatever, you know, Protestant Christian church, I guess you could call it. Um, you know, a lot of that we've gotten away from that structure, you know, because we don't want to be all about the law and the, you know, the different things we feel like we have to do. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, we've created our own structure. 
We ended right. up back in structure. So right. it's like, you know, and prayer becomes really more like expressing your anxieties out loud, mm-hmm. you know? And so there, there's really not a lot of theology in prayer. Now, granted, I'm not like huge into theology as far as like liturgical type stuff or anything like that. But it's funny because it's just like a lot of us have said that, you know, hey, we don't want like Catholic services or anything like this because, you know, they're just like, it's cold. It's yeah, just it seems not sterile, emotional or like, whatever, yeah. but now it's for us. It's like, yeah, we kind of just have our own structure, you know, right. and just like kind of come back to that, mm-hmm. which is interesting, but and it's kind of side tangent. Um, what's interesting, it'd be interesting to show just to, I guess, hear some of the stories um, that we have uh, as it relates to there, there's definitely a genuine aspect to an altar call, right? I mean, I think we can see that, uh, the face value. The thing that's funny is when it goes too far and it's just like, like, like the kid who comes every week, right? right. Um, you know, my church I grew up in, it was just like, you had like the blankets on the pew where it's just like people will come down, get slain in the spirit. And it was just like, you know, let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, was I it mean, like that? have catchers, it bro. It was, dude. Wow. Yeah, have catchers. You had people behind. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Nice and easy. Yeah. Pastors that would push people over. I've seen, I've seen that. Yeah. It's just like, cause I mean, it's just like, yeah, if you're pushed, like then you kind of just know what to do. You just fall back. It's a little trust. My dad was super anti. He was like, Oh, that's he was like, fantastic. if he tries to push, he's like, Cause he was just, just like, bro, this better be the lean in. You lean in. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, bro, you ain't pushing like me, dog. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, because it's just like whether it was camp or whatever. And granted, like I think at the time, a lot of people just think they're doing the right thing. They think that you know this is this is just the way to experience intimacy with God, right? Yeah. Um, but half the time, man, I was like sitting there, you know, in the altar call. I was like, you know, especially this, this happened, like, especially at camp, right? You mentioned Big Prairie before in another episode or something. I was just like this old campground where, like, people are, like, doing this really emotionally, um, you know, charged altar call. And you're just like, yes, Jesus, yes. And you, you go down the front, you, you know, you pray. And then they start kind of, like, you know, doing that thing where they feel like you should fall over. I was like, all right, I'll fall over. And then someone covers you and you're just like, all right. And then you talk to God for like five minutes and then you're like, all right, how long should I sit like this? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> when should I get up? <laughs> it's just right. like, you're just like, like, I need to at least shift the weight. Like I, I'm, I'm, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, cause you want to like, you, cause you want it to be genuine. Like when you go down, you don't want to like, you know, fall gent. Like you just want to be like, <laughs> right. Cause it's like, if it's God knocking you out, like you're not going to be like, Oh, let me fall. It's just like, boom. <laughs> So, you know, you try to keep it legit and you fall like you just like just you end up with how you end up. Right. And then it's just like, all right, I'm going to post up and then I, eventually I, it's going to start hurting. We're going to have to readjust. I've gone up there before like, hey, bro, you want to just get behind me? So when I fall, you catch me. I mean, just let me down gently. Cross my arms for me. <laughs> yeah. Just give me a real comfortable cross position. Arms, just a coffin position. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I mean, it, it's just one of those things where it's just like the way it was taught before. I mean, granted, this, this stuff doesn't happen as much now, I don't think, uh, in churches, but. It's just the altar calls still happen, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and sometimes, especially when it's like large gatherings or conventions or where like, you know, you have a speaker that has to kind of live up to the hype, you know, mm-hmm. um, they'll do these altar calls and it's just like, you're, the Benny Hinn. you're trying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the hardcore music. Um, yeah. So a lot of times it's just like people feel like they need to respond. Right. Yeah. And I think there's an issue with that, like, you know, to where like, you know, people are, People are just saying a lot of times they'll throw out such a wide net where it's just like it feels like he's talking to you. You apply to almost anyone. But then it feels like he's talking to all the other thousand people in there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I guess in your experience, have you ever felt, did you always kind of buy into that just blindly, right? And and sometimes, obviously, altar calls can be incredible, right, in, in experience. But at one point, did you ever feel like, this might be kind of bullshit. I mean, just, you mm-hmm. know, just because like of the way it was happening, the way they were doing it, if they were like, cause you know, cause some people try to commercialize it, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, this is what you're supposed to do. You know, your camp, you're supposed to respond to altar calls mm-hmm. or you're at this conference. It's like, you didn't, you didn't pay for this conference just to not come down to the front and get prayed for. Yeah. So have you ever felt like it's been disingenuous, I guess. Luke, you want to tackle that? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, my experience, like I wasn't saved at an altar call. I was saved in an apartment bedroom floor 
by myself in a foreign country. So that's, that's where you should get <laughs> saved. Like that's the that's coolest story. Like for sure. by myself. And so I, you know, I, I, I think there's, I, I have a couple opinions. I think there's power in altar calls, obviously. Like I think the, the purpose behind them is because, you know, we're called to bring the gospel to the ends of the earth, whatever, go and make disciples. And so at any point when you, preach the gospel, it's more of like an invitation, right? That's the heart behind it. If it gets to the point where someone is like intentionally trying to manipulate someone into a decision, yeah, that's not. And it also, if you're someone who's making decisions based on emotions, it's probably not the most effective decision in your life anyways. The other thing is too, related to that, and I'll just bring it because it's related, the, uh, some people, you know, uh, talk about the Holy Spirit as like the prompter of your emotions, right? So it's just like sometimes what you experience emotionally is prompted by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 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 like the, I don't know, the Holy Spirit is embodied in your emotions. But at the same time, then the argument would be like anger. Is he in your anger? Like, Well, you know? the your emotions, I've heard it been taught like they're great indicators, but poor decision makers. I'm sure you've heard that. Absolutely. And it's yeah. like, so, like, let's put it in context to what our conversation is. If you're someone in the congregation that day and you just are feeling an emotion of, like, I don't know, happiness, and so you make a decision based on that emotion, like you raise your hand, then you go to work and on Thursday you're not happy anymore. Are you still in that decision? So, to me, it's like sure. if you're feeling, po- like, pulled or called, whatever you want to say, in the moment— Use it as an indicator. Well, why am I feeling that? Is it an emotion that's fleeing? Is it an emotion that's... Or is it really like, no, I feel like this is a decision I want to make right now. And I think, you know, when you deal with kids, that's not going to happen, right? You're going to have... That's something you learn as you get older and mature, but you're always going to have kids that are like every week, yeah, me, me. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, let's have a conversation. But Yeah, I think it's it's tough too because... You know, so to, so so just to kind of wrap up what I was saying. Mm-hmm. So you're basically, which I get, like, so you could say that a move of the Holy Spirit in your life could result in some type of emotion, mm-hmm. but it's not just the emotion, right? It yeah. would be a deeper emotion's part of it, sure. right? Like you're people, crying and you know, yeah, all that, yeah, it's part of it, but it shouldn't be your driving force. You should, it should be deeper than that. But you know, yeah. much of Christianity is, you know, I don't know if it's Craig Rochelle and he always has a little like zingers, but it's like, you can have comfort or growth, but you can't have both kind mm. of a thing. Yeah. And so, so much of the Christian life is as outlined in scripture is, yeah, it's, it's a spiritual evolution. It's a, it's a, it's a lifelong process of constantly it's, it's dying every day. Yeah. Killing the way you want to call it the flesh or the ego, you know, which hold on, not to cut you off, but you could say that your first step in doing that is being that person. That's like, I'm going to raise my hand, even though I'm afraid or like getting baptized when you don't want to be that guy. Like those are all first steps Mm -hmm. in the Christian. Well, and then end of the day, it's like, if the cool part about it is regardless of the intention and the heart behind, you know, leadership for doing it a certain way, like the beauty is they could have all the worst of intentions, but if it's a genuine real moment for me, sure. it honestly doesn't matter. Sure. You know, yeah. and I think the most important thing is, you know, it's an individual thing where they have to ultimately, like if you're scared or nervous to go up there, it's probably a good chance or a good sign. You probably should, mm. regardless of what it's like, it's just a good practice to just crucify that or kill that kind of opinion of man thing that's in us Sure, where it's just like, Oh, if I go down there, people are going to like maybe think some certain ways about me, you know, and, and part from my challenge, you know, growing up was I was just so good at constantly taking inventory every time I walked into church, just cause I was, I felt like I was there. I lived there. So it's like, you know, I already knew if I was, I already knew walking in the church, if I was going to respond to the altar call. Cause I'm, I'm thinking of like all oh, Thursday, I like did that thing I wasn't supposed to do. And like, now it's like been like weighing on me. And it's like, when instead I could have just gotten on my knees Thursday and just released it to the Lord. Right. And even, even think about like the word altar call. It's like this obsession with humans mm-hmm. to like, we get the law, which is impossible. Mm-hmm. Jesus comes, fulfills it. And, and ushers in the new covenant, which is meant to be, he says, my, Burden is easy. Like my yoke is light. Like it's meant to be, it's not supposed to be burdensome. Mm -hmm. Right. And 
And instead, like, we just have this obsession with, like, going back to the old way for some reason. I don't know why we do that. Like, even the fact of, like, the, f- the fact that we make such a big deal about Sunday morning church and being there. It's like when Jesus was confronted and asked, because there's at the time when he was walking the earth, there was Jews, Gentiles, there were all these different people groups that worshipped in, like, their own specific and different temples Mm -hmm. so they're asking him like hey are we going to worship on this mountain or over here like where is it going to happen and he's just like it's not it's not about that anymore it's not about location Mm -hmm. right and that's why i think your story is so beautiful because people think you need to go to a church building or be down an altar and i think the most powerful thing is realizing that it's just like you know maybe for me because i was there so often i just it, it wasn't something that i was doing outside of the church environment but but even think about the word like altar call, like mm-hmm. altar, like altar is not really a New Testament thing, right? Like the altar was you place this animal sacrifice on an altar and God consumes it to atone for sin. It's like Jesus was the ultimate and final sacrificial lamb to be laid on that altar. And we don't do that anymore. Yeah, but people still do treat church as like that thing either they dread because then they have to confront God. Yeah, as right. if he's not all around him anyway. As, as if right. he wasn't there when you yeah. read it. So it's delusion, then, yeah. And then, yeah. or it's like, oh, I just can't wait to get my reset, get me right. through the week. Sure. It's just like, how many people say that, right? Sure. It's because well, like, oh. they're probably carrying shame. They're hiding. You know, they're doing things they may not be proud of, and then they go through a Sunday morning service, and whether it's the environment, whether it's just something that allows them to take a break from that shame. And actually experience, because what I'm big on, we touched on it in previous podcasts, but it's um, what's happening in your body. Like there's a physiological shift that happens in your body when you're living in, and even into the, the sense of like, we don't need to go down the like quantum rabbit trail, but like emotions carry different frequencies. Like we just, we test these things and now we know this, like when you're, when you're living in states of fear or shame or guilt, like they test it and it's your body's vibrating somewhere between like 30 and 60 Hertz. Right. And then now like when we are testing and people are getting into genuine states of like peace and joy and love, which is just all the Bible is teaching us. Right. It's like, let go of these, their bodies are vibrating closer to 600 Hertz. mm. That's like a 10 to 20 X multiple, like something's going to shift in your body. And I think that's why these environments are so important because for someone that grew up in those environments and now I've taken the last two years kind of away from them, like I can still, cause I'm still figuring this thing out for myself, right? Like my current situation is I need to really like lean into like, who is Jesus? Who is this Jesus? Like, and I want, I want to know who he is outside of just what the scriptures teach. Yeah. Cause I believe if he's accessible, I want, I want to know that version or that person. And so it's just, I think something special happens in these environments because people are able to step out of those realities of shame. And oddly enough, shame carries the lowest vibration out of every other emotion tested. Even, well, there's also even lower than fear or anger. Or yeah. Rage. You have to like disclaimer. You can't, um, we're not trying to, explain God away through, you know, certain ways of frequencies and all this This is all by design that you could believe just the way he created the the universe. He created things, right? This is, I mean, we just know these things. It's just very interesting. And it kind of like, you know, embodies the whole, you know, why do we think certain emotions, you know, do us physical harm? You know, it Mm -hmm. it has to do with a lot of this stuff. And we we, know how much, I mean, stress leads to sickness. Like we've proven that now, right? right? Stress is a massive contributor to sickness and disease. That and so drinking too much. Sure. That so in the things. inverse, right. Party and hard. If your thoughts can make you sick, is it possible for your thoughts and emotions to make you well? Sure. It's hard to believe one and say the other is impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, another leg to those kind of like church environments is there the scripture that says where two or more of you are gathered, right. I will be there also or whatever mm-hmm. it says. Um, so that, that reads into like, there's power in numbers and yeah. coming together as believers. Yeah. Like uh, we had a service Sunday where the whole sermon was about worship, right? And he broke it down because it's so hard to define worship, right? It could be many different things. And uh, one of the points that he made was like, there's something about worship that increases your faith. If you look around the room and there's other believers like 
worshiping. And you see that and you're like, wow, they're, whatever they're going through, it increases your faith because you're like, they're on this train too. It's and our version of going to war. It's great. Sure. Right. There's so, a lot of things war. about the human experience that that applies to. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, so you go good. to a concert, you mm-hmm. know, you could go to a U2 concert and it's just like, it's not a Christian worship concert. Right. But at the same time, everyone's like in love with these guys. You're just like, yes, I'm on this train yeah, spiritually, yeah. emotionally, and physically right. I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so uh, I think that's just part of our experience. My thing is, in, in, in you know, treating the church like a commodity, I, I think is, you know, this is one of those dangerous things where it's just like, it, it, it lends itself to these, uh, sometimes there are certain churches that do emotionally manipulate people into either giving, you know, making life decisions so that they feel committed to the church, you know, all these different things. Um, or they get super nervous if their church members start like going to like another church or yeah. if they, Oh, that's a whole thing, dude. That just makes me so irritated about a lot of this stuff is the fact that like, sometimes it feels like we're not playing on the same, like on the same team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We're all these churches against each other. So this is not a nominational versus this, you know, other church, well, especially get into other the, church. Right. And yeah, get into the money aspect too. It's like, if you've got a big contributor, that's, really you know giving a lot on a weekly basis and then they leave like dude it's like certain people can leave the church and you know pastors don't feel the need to meet with them it's like okay whatever they want to do and then i've seen it where where the big the big givers are like either leaving or moving moving away and then it's like oh we got to schedule i mean pastors need need to meet we need to figure out what's going on yeah yeah i mean uh yeah, you know, I'll uh, Lee Strobel. I I recently heard him at uh, at a church do a Q and A, and I might bring it up a couple times because it was it was really interesting. But you know, you talk about um, denominations. I, we've talked about before how the church is kind of split. There's a lot of there's no unity and all this stuff. But it's just because of typically we're arguing about the things that don't matter, right? So tribal, a lot yeah. of these things, right? But at the same time, he kind of brought it all back together because he was like denomination. When I think of denomination, I think of denominator, like common denominator. It's like we may be separate, but there's always a common denominator. That's mm-hmm. Jesus, right? Yeah, right? So, so it's just like you know, we should not be thinking about us and them, right? It's it's a we all have this common denominator, so That's we cool. need to show trust. And you know, the other thing too is a lot of pastors like I just it's it respect and admire pastors that are just like. Hey, this may not be the place for you. I like love this, that. Yeah. This may not be like your thing. I mean, mm-hmm. right? So you may not connect with God, you know, in your way through what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. So feel free to go to the churches. Feel free to explore. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a lot of those. I mean, churches. Like I just respect so much to just have it I like just as an open hand. Because sure, I'm not even a fan of membership. I don't like membership. Like it's just like you need to prove to us you're a member. Like it's just like is we just need your commitment. It's just like well, that's right. kind of something that like. Churches feel like they do operating out of fear where it's like, well, we're, we're fearful that people aren't going to be committed to this. They're going to leave and whatever. You have membership classes. They need to make it sticky. Stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that just, it's not even something I'm a fan of, but the, the other thing too, it goes into this and it really, what I was saying before, it kind of plays into this people's ability to be emotionally manipulated is that a lot of these people are, all right. So you guys download torrents. I know it's just frowned upon like LimeWire. Yeah, LimeWire, like, you know, Pirate Bay. Napster. Yeah, all that, right? So we've, we've, all, we've all done it, okay? Some of us may or may not, not to, still not do it, okay? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's just like one of those things, like you've heard the terms cedars and leechers, right? Where a cedar is someone who is sharing the file. A leecher is someone who is downloading it, mm-hmm. right? You know, so a lot of times people will just leech and not share the file, Right. A lot of that I feel like happens in church where it's just like Sundays is like our time to leech. It's our time to get what we need out of church. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're never seeding it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just like one of these things where it's just like, well, we just keep leeching. Yeah. It yeah. just like these altar calls are for us. We just need these. We just need, we need this time to reset. It's like for, you know, it's just like, it's just like my time with, you know, it's always yeah, about good. me. Right. It's never about, you know, just, just me kind of like seeding that and helping other people and whatever. So, it's just, again, it's just kind of this commercialism of church that I think lends its hand to that, which, you know, uh, I, I, there are so many issues that you could get into with that. Um, but, you know, just trying to bring awareness to that. Like, you know, are you 
Are you treating church as like a something that you can consume? A good, yeah, a good well, question yeah, to ask yourself now. is if, like, a good question to ask yourself is, am I leeching or what am I doing this week that is seeding, right? Uh-huh. And just look yourself in the mirror because then, yeah, and I'm not doing any any of these subjects we bring up. I'm not good at it. Uh, no, I'll yeah, admit, that was know? just like for the people listening because sure like, some some churches, you know. There's a factor of this that, like, even if from the pulpit they're saying this isn't just for us, this is for other people, there's obviously going to be people that live that out and the people that don't, right, no matter where you go. So it's just kind of, it's so much more, as much as it is important to gather together, what you do when you leave is equally important, right? And some people only live the Sunday morning church life. And it's like, probably will you sneak your way? It, probably most. Will you sneak your way into heaven? You know, probably. But it's like, if you, if you really want what God has for your whole life, you got to be Monday through Saturday as Dude, well. I mean, the, the scriptures are kind of like sobering when you read stuff where it's just like Je- Jesus talks about how there's going to be people that did miracles in my name. Like, yeah. We don't even see miracles today. The miracles that we see are like, this lady said the pain in her body is gone. Like, good. I hope that is reality. Or it's like, I got a, a check in the mail. Like those are our miracles now, but it's like, read the, the scriptures. Jesus is like feeding a 5,000 people with one boy's lunch. I mean, he's making blind men. It's like, it's quantifiable things. Right. And we even talked about the whole, like, you know, the initial outpouring of the Holy spirit on Pentecost, where they all went into the street and started speaking in tongues and people thought they were just drunk. But like, they're like, no, this is the Holy Spirit, whatever. But the kicker is like, these were Galileans and they were saying, like they were speaking in other dialects of the people that were there. So it was like this element of like, yo, you're not just saying some language that could or could not be real. Who knows? It's like, these people are talking in our language. They can't do that. Like there's something supernatural happening. And so it's like, we've kind of done this thing where it's like, we just don't even see miracles anymore in our current churches i guess that's all to say like when the bible talks about like there's gonna be people who cast out demons and did miracles in my name but they didn't know me so you know depart from me i never knew you kind of a thing mm-hmm. yeah and it's like those people aren't gonna make it according to scripture so it's like let alone the people who are just the typical christian consumer that's come in to feel a little bit better about their life sure yeah and i'm i mean it's tough because um I had a buddy, I, I had a buddy tell me, I think I told you guys this. I had a buddy tell me this week just about the church that we grew up in, how at the end of service, you'd always have, it would just always be emotionally charged. You know, the worship music's going and then like someone would speak in tongues and someone would immediately reterpret right after. Cause that's biblical. You know, people would talk about how that tongues and interpretations. Right. 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 One in without the other, setting. one without right, the right. other is just non-productive essentially. Sure. Um, and so I come to find out that like that was all scripted ahead of time. And it was just mm. like, granted you kind of always thought that, but then you're like, no, God's bigger than that. And you're just like, well, it was scripted. It's just like F those guys. Like yeah. <laughs> I just get so annoyed about that. Right. But that's it's because well, at, the same at that time, point you're just doing it to, yeah. And it, you know, there's two things that you'd good said. About you said. Yeah. One of the things that you had mentioned was about speaking in tongues specifically. And it's just like, you know, a lot of it was in other languages. There are times when, and Luke and I were talking this before, when they talk about a heavenly language that you can't interpret or whatever. And some people treat tongues as like just my way to communicate with God without using words. Mm-hmm. It's like, you want to say something out loud, but you don't necessarily want it to be something that you understand. You want to just purely flow from the heart and fine. Like, and that's your thoughts. That's really communicating with God. And you just want to say that, mm-hmm. which is interesting though, because this is like, you know, a lot of the, you know, stuff, it's just a lot of people will grab onto that. And for some churches, it's churches that know it, the ter- type of church Justin and I grew up in, it almost seen as a status symbol. Yeah. You know, the yeah. guy that could speak big in time. tongues, you know, the, it's like, Oh, we need time. this guy over here to pray in our circle. Cause he speaks in tongues. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, and it's like the earlier you get it, it's like prodigy child type of vibes. That's so, yeah, I mean, but it's just, it's human nature, dude. Yeah. Like it's That's like, exactly right though. This is like, there is no, like <laughs> as a, as a parent, if like your kid gets it first, you know, and you grew up in that world, just be like, oh, let's go. I got I got the LeBron James of this church on my squad. <laughs> no, like, yeah. y'all can suck it. Like, But you're right, though. That is a human <laughs> thing. Like, there is no, that doesn't mean, like, biblically speaking, that doesn't mean someone's more spiritually, 
Right. right. It just sucks that humans are humans. Yeah, <laughs> it does suck. Well, another Hearing element. some of y'all's stories, I'm like, that's wild. Yeah, it is. And that sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the reason we do this. No, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> we just get sick of it. Yeah. Well, and there's another element. I think it's in Corinthians, Paul's letter to the church in Corinth, where we get this idea that, like, Satan doesn't understand our heavenly language or tongues, prayer language, whatever you want to call it. And so it's like, I mean, that ties into, you know, a whole different topic of like, do we, I mean, the devil is very real, but really like if he's been defeated and crushed, like it's, do we really need to live in fear of all that, of him hearing us anyways? Like, I don't know. Who knows? That's a totally different topic. Does he read our thoughts? God reads our thoughts. I don't know. The devil? I don't know. If the de- I mean, if the devil, unless he like somehow got some super evil powers when he fell, like it's like he was just another angel. Isn't that funny so the way we angels. think of that though? Just because of all these superhero things. It's like we think, oh, he fell. So he clearly has some supernatural crazy powers. Mm-hmm. Wears a cape and, sh- and shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> yeah. I've heard it put that the enemy hates prayer because the second it leaves your mind and you pray it, he can't reach it anymore. Like there was mm. someone who said, it's so much more profound than what I'm about to say, but it's like the second you pray, like it's released in for like your prayer doesn't ever end. Like it's an eternal. Have you heard that before? Yeah. And for the second, that's why the enemy tries to get in, which is an interesting thought, but it's like he someone plays mind to, games with just, you. To yeah. just wants to create prevent distance you between from you and praying, God. Yeah, yeah. Right. So this is like, do, yeah, he's like, it's no. like the space battle and like a ship's trying to take over the other one before they can send out like a homing beacon. Exactly. You know, like, mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. their home world or whatever. Yeah, the You're star. locked in with the analogies today. Dude, Dude come on. Keep analogies it are my thing. Let's go. It helps the, the common folk understand. <laughs> it's like a parable. It's a, it is a parable. Wow. But yeah, so here's an interesting. Wow. Space uh, parable. There's a message there. Interesting thought about uh, worship. Now, I remember this is some stuff. Are we going to talk I've, about songs? Are we going to talk about songs and they're like their structure you and how shift? it kind of makes you. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Say yeah, what yeah. you're going to say and then we'll. Yeah. Say what you need to say. So that's int- the one. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm thinking more so in the, from the perspective of just the theme of the song, right? Because it's become very popular where, I mean, we have. We have all these groups out there like Elevation, Bethel, Hillsong, like that put out incredible music, right? So, you know, most churches probably if you're trying to do the kind of the hot new progressive song, it's like we're prob- a lot of us are saying some of the same stuff. You know, it's Maverick City. There's there's all that stuff out there, right? And and I like it because, I mean, the Bible's pretty clear and it says like sing a new song. Like we shouldn't be singing the same stuff. Like some of the oldies always slap, but like it's, you know, it's there's, there's, there's value and value in the sense of like – it's funny to me that still so many of our songs just use this archaic like language where it's just like, bro, like we don't like, we, we don't live anything like these people lived. So when we talk about like, I don't know, we we can get more into details about specific phrases, but it's like, it's a whole probably different podcast, but just language in the way that we still use language that no one really uses in our culture. Well, but it's like our own little Christian language. Cause we've had this power behind that. We had that. I I remember we did this song called, uh, in the river, right. You know, the Kim Walker Mm. song alive in the river. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Mm -hmm. It's like, what is it alive in the river? Like, what does that mean? Someone coming in off the streets, like, you know, alive in the river. It's like, yo, it's like these people what? are smoking something. Yeah, and right. Like, it's if like you're do- like, give me some river. at least, like, so yeah, I can just, be on the like on board. I think like, we do I a horrible just... job explaining the Christianese, which I think yeah. I think is on its own deserving of another podcast for it. sure. But it, you know, it just becomes one of those things, and I think it's a good segue into what I was talking about before, where how much of this, and I know Hillsong's gotten a bad rap about this, especially with that documentary that came out. Um, about designing songs in such a way that it 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 demands an emotional response, right? Dude, like so will I. You get so emotional by the end of it. I mean, it's, yeah, but that's, it's beautiful. But it's but it, to I me, have, that's still I have incredible. a special connection with so will I. Right? I like I love that. But song. that's that like incredible. eight nine minute journey where by the end of it, it's just like this is so epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and I think well that build. There's other things that play with that song. Not but that's not a bad song. thing. There's nothing wrong with that. And sure. Is from, there though? I don't know. Like, well, it, aren't, aren't, that's the discussion. Isn't every song built like that? 
Not every song. Some songs are like happy and whatever. Not just worship, just like, like even secular music. Well, that's the thing. You can be moved by a secular song. Well, it's more of that. So that's it's like point. you listen to like some like Muse, for example, like they'll put out like a 10 minute track and it's just like, it's epic, right? Because yeah, yeah. it's like, it feels like you're like, it's a little mini movie where it's like, right. you can feel the different kind of arcs coming in. And, Muse is just. Yeah. Oh, you know, so versus good. like your radio version songs that are, you know, three and a half minutes. And Shout it's out to just, Muse. Yeah. Muse is incredible. Here's, but here's my take. When you, the word, I don't know if this is right or not. But it's fine. If you manipulate something, to me, that feels like you're intentionally trying to change. Versus if you influence something, it's different. That's what I think. Because if you're, so then, if, uh, if a song's being played, it's going to emotionally affect you whether someone's trying to manipulate you or not. So the question is is this being done in a certain way on purpose to create? Or because you do want to play music, especially in a worship setting, to well, like to set the atmosphere. Does that necessarily make it manipulating? No yeah. one's gonna make you. So the interesting thing, because I agree, because it's all in the Psalms. Like David played the harp all day yeah. long. Like right. music is powerful. There's no doubt no, about people it. People do. People well, do. That's why write he was for in the, specific emotions. Though. Yeah, that's why David was in sure. the palace. But what does is that bad? I don't know. I, I, well, that's why we're having the talk. Right. Who knows? I, I mean, because that's it, bad. You know, it's just funny because I looked up. It's just like. Everyone's trying to do this. It's, it's just like, you know, I look up a uh, worship song, emotional chord structure, and then like video comes up, the most emotional chord progression ever, parentheses, you may cry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, the, you know, the, how it has the like suggested questions on Google. Mm -hmm. It's just like, what is an emotional chord projection, pro progression? What is the most emotional chord progression? How do you yeah. write emotional chord progressions? <laughs> and it's just like, is C, is C sharp minor sad? Like, I mean, so it's like one of these things where people are trying to get this reaction from people. Mm. Well, at right? the end of the day, I think the most it's powerful just, songs are the ones that are birthed out of real, like, like someone who's trying to write a song, like that is a horrible place to start. But in the, the day, I, I don't care. But the powerful ones for me are like, yeah, uh, there's like that song. Is it miracles by Jesus culture? Mm -hmm. um, backstory on that one. I think it was Chris Kilala or whatever the guy's name is. But basically that song was written because they had just lost their child, very yeah, young yeah. child. Right. Yeah. And so they were like sitting there just broken as a, as parents. Right. And they were trying to decide like, do we, we prayed and we believed that God was going to heal our cat our, our child. Mm -hmm. He didn't. So it's like, what do we do now? Right. Or do we still believe that the Bible is true? So then on the back end of probably their most traumatic and lowest point in life, they write this song that says, I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. Yeah. Such a and so there's, there's something that happens. And I think this is where we really miss the ball a lot in current is certain songs are just very catchy or they sound dope. Or once you get your multi-tracks, it's just, it's just an epic song. It's just done really well. The production it's good. But, but for me, part of the issue is like, there's, there's a story in the old Testament in uh, Second Chronicles, and it's King Jehoshaphat, right? And basically, he's got like three enemy nations that have come against the Israelites. And basically, one of the prophets, I believe, goes to Jehoshaphat, ends up talking with them, and they make the decision, like, we're, we're going to send the Levites, like our worshipers, out ahead of the army. This is wild, because right? this was literally what the sermon was on Sunday. Yeah. And the so, musicians were in the front row. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. sent them out. And then ultimately they begin worshiping the Lord and they say, give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love continues forever. Like, mm -hmm. so for me, it's interesting because I, I believe in this context that worship changes things, right? Absolutely. Which is probably what's going after. But, but what really happens in my mind or one of the most important factors is it's just, it's, it's nothing more than remembrance of like, oh, I like, I go through this switch. and I see God rightly because right. that's yeah. the biggest problem sure, is we just sure. lose our perspective and we forget who he is, how big he is. That's right. So when we forget how big he is, it's like, dude, I heard some of this analogy. It's like, bro, if, if Elon Musk came and gave you just a metal credit card and was like, dude, just all your bills, just whatever you want, bro, like unlimited credit, like whatever, It'd be sweet. Yeah. like we're not going to go get like, <laughs> Would be. we're Elon, not going to go, if you're listening. <laughs> we're not going to go buy like a moped. I'm going to go swipe and get that Lambo or I like, it's just like mm. you're, and a moped though. Why not? But exactly. <laughs> it's like, if we really believed he was this big and this good and he was for us, yeah. it's just oh. like, we would act differently. Right. Sure. You're firing so, me up. Anyway, part so, of I like to keep great. talking to Luke. I, I hate to be that guy. Oh, I'm at the pee. Yeah, have to go pee. They're going to, mm -hmm. hey, 
healthy when this bodily more flows, popular kind of comments, they're gonna be like, this freaking uh, guy has to pee all the time. Guy. It's only an hour podcast. They can't even get through it. He's I'm got, telling you, bro, we need to get you a little bag. He's got a bladder and issue. We're just gonna. Uh, yeah. You're just gonna. What's really it's in the health cup concern? There. It's, yeah. it's alopecia. Mm. Alopecia. Where you lose hair. But so no, so that's good, dude. That's really good. What's really interesting to me then is, and I, I don't want to cast judgment. I for why people do what they do. It doesn't matter. But I think it's very easy to, to have a song and then really go into what is the theme of this song, right? Mm-hmm. And some songs are more horizontal in a sense where it's just like, we're in this together. Kind of. It's, it's almost like, like I'll, I'll just use this as an example. So when the pandemic started to hit, right, everyone kind of starts freaking out. We're all trying to decide, you know, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to approach this as a church? Like everything's shutting down. Do we keep meeting before right. like really a lot of the mandates like hit? Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget. It was right around the same time that Ele- Elevation released uh, with Carrie Job released the blessing song. Mm. And it's an incredible it's song. Really scripture. Incre- exactly. You're just singing right. scripture. But the interesting part to me was it was like it almost made me sad that this was the song because it was clearly a song that the church needed. Mm -hmm. But to me, it was heartbreaking that that was the message that we needed at that time. It's almost like in the moment when the church needed to release the army, a well-prepared army, it was like, oh shoot, we got to get everyone to training camp. Like we got to get everyone like trained up, right? Because it was, everyone wanted to listen to this song. It was like, may God bless you. And you never have to have hard times. And like, it's just like, I love this song. Cause it's just like, yes, yes. And it was like, almost like, we we've just forgotten what the scriptures say as a body. And it was like, we just needed to be reminded that he's big and he's good and he's for us. Like, it's just like, and that was just so emotional for people. And it's like, the reality is we clearly needed that song, but it was like, part of it was like, man, when I think about this, like this, like when, when Jehoshaphat sent out the worshipers and they, they won this battle, it's like their songs were just saying like, this is who you are. Yeah. It's not like, this is what you do for me. There's there. That's an interesting point. Cause I heard this guy talk about, there's like three different perspectives of a worship song. One is who God is. The other is, uh, like what he can do for me. And the third was like from God's perspective. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I forget. Nice he, there's to, like fancy yeah. words for it, but there's like, this you is, can go all about. It was interesting because we played, uh, what did we play this weekend? We played um, Good Grace. You know that song? So yeah. did we. I love that song. So it's, good. It's an incredible song. But it's funny because like naturally just in my own worship, I'll raise my hands and whatever. Is sure. I surrender. And it's just like, and it's, it's a genuine thing. I don't, I'm not faking it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes like, and I'm not a big lyrics guy, like mm-hmm. in anything, like I really love music. And I mean, this is generally, this isn't just worship music. Like I love music. It moves me. I'm not always thinking about the words. Right. So yeah, I'll be listening to a song in the car. Christina's like mm-hmm. with the kids. I'm just like, yeah, well there's like cussing and stuff. And I'm just like, wow, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally never You're just listening thought about track. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where I'm just sitting there raising my hands and I'm just like people come together, you know, I'm just like, and the whole part of it is really just kind of a, let's all come together kind of thing. Yeah. Nothing really about God unity. At some point though, I thought about it while I was raising my hand. I was like, what should I raise my hand during this part? Cause it's like the perspective doesn't seem like it's on God right now. It was weird. Like, right. I mean, yeah. it's like, I felt that distinct difference. Not that I can't raise my hand, but like, I just felt that what you're saying, like there's different perspectives mm-hmm. and I just felt the difference in perspective in that moment mm-hmm. just because yeah. of the lyrics. Well, so, so and I, 20, yeah. And I think they're all necessary. So, yeah. 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 Like, so will I, I could just like raise all three of my hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like the whole song. Cause yeah, it's just yeah. so mm-hmm. freaking epic. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the, 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 it was cool because, and this is wild to me that we're talking about it cause it's so fresh. But when he talked about the horizontal aspect, like your yeah. faith increases when you see the other person, whatever worshiping, that's the song they played after it. Good grace. And then he talked about, worship should be vertical, right? Like fix our perspective on, on who God is, how big he is. And then they played, uh, man, I'm going to lose it. You slam the table. Yeah. What? it was a song that was like, so will I, where you're just like, God, yeah, kind of in awe. Well, dude, like, you're so big and I'm so not like one of those, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to put the, like levitating. 
Yeah, yeah. I used to put the sets together years, like years back when I was more involved in stuff. And it's like you think about verses like Psalm twenty two three. Nothing it just else. Says, Cody Carnes. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's yeah. the one. And you're just like, dude, nothing else matters, right? Like, uh-huh. yeah, I just want you. Like, it's like it's a it's a it's a second person relationship. Yeah. Sometimes when we sing about like something about God and it's like a third person thing. I'm just like, are we even like looking at him? Right. And like, even like, this is meant to be like, I am singing this to you. It's like, yeah, think, if your kids, different, think if your kids are writing you motives. a thank you card and your kids just write you a thank you card and they just talk about all the things that they love about you mm-hmm. versus they write you a card and they, they talk about all the things like, I love that you buy me presents. I love that. Like we all, like you always like get the food I like, Mm -hmm. like stuff like that. It's like, that just doesn't hit. Like as a parent, you're just like, when you really like go into like, why you see it as adorable, a child, but then you're just like, I think it's it's different. Yeah. Right. When you're and when it's just always so connected to like the benefits of the relationship. Well, it's not just that. Sometimes adoration is your, is your thankfulness out of like the future gifts that you want. That's a heart check. Sure. So it's just like, you know, one of these things where like your kid writes you a card, like, I love you, dad. I love everything you do for me. Yeah. And it's just like, by the way, I really want this swing set or I want this video game or yeah, I want yeah. this thing. And you're just like, well, that was all fake. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Well, right. And it's so just, there's an yeah. element where you can tell it's authentic. And like, so Psalms 22, three, it's the verse that says like, he's enthroned on the praises of his people. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like praise and Thanksgiving is what like gets him in the room. And if it's, if it's really all about him and his presence is really what changes us. It's like, it's interesting to me that we don't think more about, like the, the words we're singing at times, because it's like, if he isn't thrown on our praises, back to that same concept. And it's just like, because while you were gone, we were talking about how um, when the pandemic hit, um, the blessing just popped off. And it oh, was yeah. just like everyone was just oh, listening to it. I did a it cover of it nonstop. on Facebook with my wife. And yeah. so <laughs> what I was she saying. Yeah, we both do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love and that. so it was just part, there's an element to me that was heartbreaking and I, we don't need to revisit cause I already talk, talked about it, but it was heartbreaking because like in a moment at the beginning of the pandemic, when the church needed to release an army to like really stand on truth and really declare who God, it was like, Oh wait, we have to remind everyone that like, this is, this is all like the things that you give me. Like I can trust you because you give me nice things and you keep me safe. Mm. And well, it's like, I, I in mean, a sense, you're just like, I understand why we needed that because clearly like, it's just funny to me. Cause like when I heard that song, I was like, this is like, but you got to think about all the people where a pandemic happens and everyone's doubtful and fearful and scared. But that's what I'm saying. It's but, like, but that's a we've normal been called to live a different way. So yeah, it's but like you when weren't, the church, let me ask you that. I mean, the pandemic was the most confusing and I'm so not the guy to ask because I thought it was all trash. Okay. Yeah. But I just mean like personal at all it points all in trash? life. You need the pandemic. Well, okay. We can, I mean, we can go into, I don't want to get into politics right now. All I'm saying cast. is it's, it's not a, I hear what you're saying, but to be reminded of who God is could be the front lines of a battle. You know what I mean? It seems like you, yeah, it's I guess pretty particular. Like it's like both. And to me, like it, it, there are so, there are necessary moments in our lives where we need to remember, especially when someone punches you in the face and you're down in life and you're like, "Can God even do it?" Well, and right. you're like, I agree. We need we need to have those moments of remembrance. I guess my whole point was just like, pandemic hits and it's like the church should have been leading the way, like not giving into fear and really. You think that song gives into fear? No, 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 no. But I just think the message so of the song the is like disease and not the. Well, and it's just, that song. Oh, okay. you know, just I'm focused on the song. literally doing what I mean, because think think about we don't even know the repercussions of I would be interested in hearing statistics of because I think there's an element once it opened back up, people wanted to have that experience again, being with people. Mm-hmm. But it's like we just put people into isolation for years. And then we just talked about how we're two or more gather. I am there. It's like there's something about our, us being together in proximity, not just like yeah. connected through the Internet, right. through Zoom call right. or a, a worship experience, whatever. Well, I think now a lot of people, without getting political, uh, a lot of people acknowledge the lockdowns were a bad idea. You know, that, on, on, all, me, on all sides, acknowledge that we shouldn't see, be locking things down. I mean, that— right. There, and there, there was people almost no stories of churches that were refusing. Other aspects. Yeah, there were. There was one in Tampa, and they tried to arrest the pastor. Yeah, what's well, tough? So people really didn't know at the time. No one knew. It was kind of unprecedented. So I I, I get some of the stuff. Um, 
Although, I guess I'm just coming it, from it a it biblical be, perspective of like yeah, Jesus so, said we're gonna like walk on like get bitten by venomous snakes. We're not. It's like we just don't we don't walk in our authority. And I guess that's what upset me. Sure. I was just like, this is a, like a pandemic that's like shaking the entire world. It's like this is the time for the church to stand up and not like succumb to fear and just yeah. follow all the rules and just do whatever the government told us. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, no. Like like what would G, like if I Jesus was here? Yeah. Jesus was. In ways anti-government, in ways told us to submit to authority. So it, but when that authority conflicts with scripture, well, yeah, it's it's tough because it's like one of those things where it's like, I mean, I've talked about this before. Where there's provision in the Bible, it's like the government. If the government tells you to like shoot someone, you don't have to listen to them, right? right. But there's other things that are non-life and death. It's like, all right, well, it's kind of like the benefit of humanity, which is I know is a huge liberal position, but. Not getting into that. I think what Luke was saying was more so, despite our reaction to the pandemic and the issue we had, the song was beneficial. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, it, it was clearly what we needed. I was, sure. My whole point was, was just about. sad that that's what we needed in that moment. Absolutely. I agree. As yeah, a, I agree as with a that. church body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of where that was. Well, that was from yeah yeah. So the other the other part of this too, which I think is is also equally interesting, is once is does a worship song or some kind of uh, message like that that goes into the church and everything that has a profound impact? You know, there are certain songs that I guess go viral in a sense, right? Sure. Um, what happens when all of a sudden stuff's exposed? Right. This thing happened recently with Hillsong. Do you remember the? So do you throw away everything Hillsong? Right. So there, there are people Not who don't care. We just did two Hillsong songs this last weekend, right? So, but I mean, the big, the big part of this came out when, um, that song healer, that's, what I was just going to bring that, up. that right. whole, the story ended up being BS where the guy was sick and he was, you know, being healed and all this stuff. He just, he never had cancer. And he was like on stage. He was on stage with like oxygen, tubes. with oxygen. Yeah. All that stuff. Dude, oh, wow. he, he played the part. You never heard of that? No, I don't think I want to, I'll but the cry. beauty of that though is <laughs> yeah. ultimately like that song absolutely has like been very important for a lot of people, regardless of how it came out. So that's, that's the point I I would like to make is that there's a part of worship where we think whoever writes the songs or, you know, however the songs originated, it should come from someone who's like, yeah, well, what's their theology? uh, You know, what do they believe? Yeah. yeah, And that's totally. So what if the person who wrote the song, falls that's some that's some people's thought yeah, though you're not yeah. worshiping yeah. that person you know what i mean like that's another well, even, heart check so, like uh, if yeah. you're Back up there there was sorry i have to share this there's one of the parts was like how many people complain in the church like oh, i wish they would do this song or oh, this is too loud or i mean too how quiet. so many times i'm, I'm sure I'm you like, hear it i'm like more than anyone right. well i'm also like Dude, it's so quiet in here, and we need to turn up, up the low end. You know exactly what I'm talking like, about. That, just, were, that you, set was so lame. And you think of <laughs> all of that, and it's like where every human being ever is guilty of something to that capacity, and you just get reminded of, like, what is it all about right now? You know, like... 100%. And, and so it's sobering when you think that's everyone, right? And it's so easy to be, like, you know, thinking other people are like that. But then even in doing that, you're showing you're also like that. It's, it's so awful. It's we go sobering. so far. Yeah. I mean, we even judge other people's positive reactions. It's just like, I love that song. <laughs> really? So that song's true. trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. It's like, yeah. it could have such a profound impact on their life. And you're just like, that song sucks. You're I hate it so much. Well, what's it. interesting yeah. to me, too, is you see in scripture that, you know, what are we going to do for all of eternity to worship Jesus, right? According to the scriptures. And I have some interesting, I have creative thoughts about that, too. Yeah. But it says like I just don't I don't think it's gonna be us raising our hands singing songs all day. I think it'll be much better than that. Yeah. Well, because I think I think, again, I think worship the there's a lot of different yeah. types of worship. Mm-hmm. Worship is a hard anyway. posture. Worship isn't anyway. music. Um anyway. but in this context, yeah. Um it's funny that when you read these stories in scripture that it's just like they just they have all these beings that just sit around the throne and all they say is like holy, holy. Like they don't need like a new song. They don't need like or they I mean it just says like worthy, holy. Like it's just like when you're there and you're just like in awe of it, you're just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we this treat new kinda... worship music as a drug. 
It's like sure. it just helps us get there. We just need that little help to help mm-hmm. us, you know. Like, bro, that new album that. dropped. How soon can we start doing these new Hillsong songs? Oh, right, right. We need something fresh because mm-hmm. we do these songs every week, and I'm getting sick of this. Yeah, I mean, no, I, that's why I think it's really cool. So I've uh, referenced it a couple times, but a local church uh, ministry called Jesus Image, because I I came from the last like. 10 years where most of it was a super like seeker friendly type church, which it's not a slam. It's just, that's what it is. If it's just what their priority is and that's your prerogative. Um, I may not agree with it, but you have every right to pursue that and it's fine. Um, but ultimately, um, like I remember having to like structure worship sets. It's like, Oh, we need to come out with a bang. As soon as the countdown hits zero, it's like four on the floor. We just got to get the energy up. We got to get the people excited. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like, you said, we're, we're just straight up manipulating their emotions in the sense of like, we always have to start with a big high energy song right out of the gate. And then we can drop it off. And then we want to end with something epic, Certain but things it's going to be stand very, about that structure, dude. you know, but is that but manipulating just, though? But, but That's when you, my question. But when you only do it that way because you want them, you think it's going to get their emotions to the place that you want it. To me, that's just the definition of manipulation. But it kind of is. What I would say, I mean, it, but and but it's not it's just like out of a bad. A lot thing. of people wouldn't. And it's so common think of now. It as manipulating. It's just it's just what we do. It's like we don't see anything different. Yeah. But like being a part of this other ministry, dude, it's hilarious. They'll come up Sunday mornings, and it's like they just got a pad rolling. And maybe some like chill swells and they're just like, we're here to worship the Lord. Like when we worship, he comes, our goal is to get him in the room. So as a body, like people in the building, cause half of the reason I feel like we need that big energy, loud songs. Cause like people get super insecure. Like, I don't want to be able to hear my voice. I don't want my neighbors to hear my voice. I'm going to sing at that perfect level where like, I still enjoy it, but I don't really want to like sing loud. And, and if the music's not loud enough in the room and the mix isn't like at a, a nice, like level like i'm just gonna like sing really quiet because like i don't I gotta want be honest i so hear much of that. i hear too many people's voices around me <laughs> when i'm not playing on stage but again like i'm like but, can we make this music louder but again like i would argue that like what's so beautiful about being in that environment where there's not a big loud mix and it's someone coming up and it's like hey we are we are the bride of christ like we are here to worship him let's just begin to lift our voices together and you're in a room full of people who don't care yeah. and they actually start doing it you're just like, dude, this is sick. Because mm-hmm. it just feels like a war cry that wasn't just like manufactured. It was literally is just like, this is all real for us. We're sure. coming here to just do it together. Yeah. And you don't like we don't need to like because I feel like so much of church is like we gotta just like pull it out of them. Well, let me ask you this. You what do. do you do in the room when you have a mix of people who aren't believers and are? I would say that's that's a Sunday. Yeah, but I personally you don't have believe all devoted Christians like we know exactly how to work. You got a mix of people who have well, never right. heard, never experienced. And so, if, you know, that's something to think about. Well, I personally, so I agree. And I understand why that's a very common perspective. Like it makes sense. I guess I would just say it's, it's not our goal to like fix or touch these people's hearts. Like Jesus does that. His presence does that. What right? is the goal? Get Jesus in the room. Right. So that's why for me, it's just like, Set the atmosphere. I don't care if these people are uncomfortable. It's like, we're not here to make people comfortable. We're here to worship Jesus and get him in the room because we believe when he comes, lives are changed. Because I don't in need the room just, or the Holy spirit. You know, just saying. Well, that's I don't know. Another podcast his, him and his presence. <laughs> I mean, so I guess why not have all of it? Stay tuned folks. But end of the day, it would be the Holy spirit. Cause absolutely. But, but Jesus himself fleshly will not be there, but I'm just saying, but then how can, but, but so then why is our experience as Christians it. supposed to be intimacy with Christ as our groom through the Holy spirit? Well, that's the thing. Like, so really, so I don't really have a relationship with people, Jesus. No, I have a relationship some, with the Holy the spirit. Same. Some people would talk about intimacy with God through Jesus. So it's like, that's why you know, like one of those things where in the Holy Spirit's kind of like glue in that. Like, when Paul so, was blinded on the road to Damascus, yeah. it was, he, it was Jesus. Yeah. And he uh, said, why I do mean, you persecute me? And then he set him on his you know trajectory to, Right, most of the New Testament. Yeah, like, there's something about meeting Jesus, and that's why a lot of why I am where I am now. It's because like I'm not satisfied with this version, and like if there are people, because how crazy is this, dude? All of the Old Testament giants, like the big people of faith that we talk about, like the Torah wasn't written until Moses. All of these people that we talk about, like the Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Noah, all these people that are just spiritual giants, they hadn't written the book yet. All they had was the relationship that was somehow 
cultivated and then ultimately passed down like Abram and then becomes Abraham and then Isaac. And it's just like somehow these people developed this relationship with the Lord where they had no scripture, no text, no book to fall back on. And it was like, these are the people that walked up the mountain with their son ready to sacrifice him. Like you don't just walk up a mountain with your son ready to kill him unless God himself is like, I'm about to give you this miracle. Now, how much do you trust me? Like, like I'm going to ask for it back now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what's really the most important thing to you, Abraham? Is this, is the gift that I gave you more important than just me? Mm -hmm. And so I got to a point, I'm just like, I'm not satisfied with this. Like if those people did it, I can do it. And if I can't, I don't want that version of religion or Christianity. It's like, if it's possible, that's what I want. And so I just think there just, there has to be more where, I had to get real with myself and just say, like, I love everything this says, but there is an element of there's a lack of satisfaction because I'm still looking other places for it. Mm. And I don't maybe that's my fault. I don't know why. But end of the day, I just had to get real with myself and say, it's just like, I'm really good at playing church, but I don't know him. Mm. I know what the book says about him. And I love that idea of him. Mm -hmm. That's why kids have imaginary friends. That's real. Mm -hmm. Like the brain's incredible what it's able to do. And and you're able to benefit from an imaginary friendship as if it were a real friendship. Your body, your body doesn't know the difference between something that's actually happening and something that's happening just through thought alone, we're finding now. That's why you can close your eyes, think about lemons, your mouth begins to water. Like there is the way that your body experiences things, the mind, just thought alone. And that's why the Bible probably talks so much about how important the thought life is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I mean, your perspective is important. You're going on your journey. You're figuring it out. And I think there's hopefully people that listen to this that can resonate with where you're at. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and hopefully they can continue this journey with all of us. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's the point. Right. Um, so, you know, it's really, it's just really cool that we can have these conversations and talk about it. And, you know, that's kind of a cliffhanger into our, you know, one of our podcasts that we're hopefully going to do soon. You know, is it Jesus or God or trying to define that a little bit more, you know, because they're, they're represented as distinctly different. Right. But then it's just, you know, one of those things where it's like, you know, Jesus never told us to pray to him. So, you know, again, that's just kind of a, a little tasty snack before we get to that podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but it, you know, it, it does, it, it's really interesting. And, you know, uh, um, we all have our own unique upbrings and experiences and, you know, that's what, that's what makes this podcast really cool. In my opinion. Um, You're so, a completely unbiased opinion. Completely unbiased. I uh, I am completely neutral Take it to the bank. <laughs> Absolutely neutral. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, I, we're kind of in an hour here. Um, but I mean, I think we we took today probably a little more seriously than we normally do. Tomorrow. I enjoyed it though. It was good. No, it was good. Yeah. it was a lot of good conversation. A lot of a lot of things people can get out of this. Um, I um, you know, Gabby will be here tomorrow. Or I mean, guess sorry, the next episode. I keep bringing up time frames. Gosh, mm. Dang it. We love you guys so much. We get cranking these the things daily out. Grind. The daily grind. The daily grind. So looking forward to that. It'll be exciting. Um, anyone's final thoughts on what we talked about? I like you guys. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> Thanks, I Luke. think worship is just, um, it's in, I, I think it's just an incredible gift that we've been given to, and I think, again, I've said this before, but it's, I think the, the most important piece of it for me is just it's a, you just put yourself in atmospheres where you let go of the fear and the doubt and you start to dream again and believe again. Yeah. So. Amen. Yeah. And I would say, you know, just bringing kind of some of that uh, stuff we talked about earlier home is that, you know, granted we've, we've shed a lot of light on stuff that the ways you can be manipulated. Right. And I'm sure some of us have felt that in the past, uh, but it's not all that way. Mm -hmm. uh, most people try to do the right thing. Most of it is genuine. Um, there are some bad actors, you know, but, mm -hmm. uh, it's like, it, we're just trying to shed light and, and just say some of the things people have been thinking. Right. So they think like, oh yeah, well, this is all manipulation and all that. Not everyone's trying to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, just know that and, you know, look forward to seeing you next episode. Peace y'all.